But hey, I even came up with a cool dance for our our our, our music though, you know, where it goes bump bump shh, bump. bump. I got you got a dab. See, you got a dab down you like get, this. <laughs> you got a dab. <laughs> Welcome to episode 16 of The Cloud Whisperers. 16. I'm David Broussard. And I'm Brian Cheatham. 16. Yeah, this is our That's sweet crazy. 16 episode. Isn't that kind yeah. of cool? That is, that is awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. So, Brian, cool. tell me, what have you been up to lately? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work from home, a lot of wearing hats, you know, a lot of not <laughs> shaving, um, a lot of T-shirts. Um, I, I think I took a shower yesterday. Um, I, I, <laughs> yep, so, yep. <laughs> yeah, interesting, uh, story from this morning. I, I set up a Minecraft server for my uh, son recently mm-hmm. and, you know, down, it was about eight 30 this morning or something like that. You know, I hear this commotion going on and I go downstairs and I'm like, what is going on? What, what is, the, what is the problem? Why are you freaking out? Well, all of his entities, he called them entities in, in <laughs> Minecraft, suddenly vanished. So they Uh-oh. have these these different farms where they farm the you know chickens and things like that to get cooked chickens so they have food to eat because they play Minecraft in survival mode now. I mean, yep. it's no yep. more that's, creative that's mode. It's just building what you want, right? I mean, that's the only um, way to play is survival mode. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, all the chickens disappeared. Uh-oh. And it's not very easy to get those chickens into those chicken farms. So uh, <laughs> he was having a a, uh, a little bit of a meltdown this morning, and his oh, friends no, were freaking out. Yeah, his friends were freaking out a little bit. Oh, so oh my goodness, I had to uh, log into the Linux Minecraft server that I stood up, and I'm a Windows guy. I can yeah. spell Linux on a good day. Oh, Linux. Ugh. Uh, and I can't even say Ubuntu or whatever it is right now. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Ubuntu. Isn't it Ubuntu, Ubuntu, I think it is? Ubuntu, yeah. See, I don't even say it right. So I had to figure out how to basically restore the uh, backup. And I got a backup restored from yesterday. It, every time, uh, every night, it basically does a backup. So That's I was good. able to restore it, and uh, all was good. So they were all happy again, and we configured a uh, reboot that happens once a week now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing but well, fun, cool. you know, working from home and having a, you know, a son home for the summer. So there we go. There we go. So how about you? What have you been up to? Well, this week uh, on Tuesday of this week, uh, as we record on Thursdays, was actually my wife and my 30th wedding anniversary. 30. Which wow. I know. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, we, we, of course, we went out on the town. We got a limo. We drove downtown. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. We couldn't do any of that stuff. Yeah. So uh, we actually we actually just binge watched uh, 13 Reasons Why season four <laughs> for the whole night. That's, <laughs> nice. That's really that was pretty much it. Because <laughs> uh, um, wedding anniversaries in the days of COVID-19, not exactly the uh, most exciting things in the world. No. But, yeah, it's I think yeah. we're all we're all going to. I don't know. We're all going to throw a big party downtown or something, you know, whenever this is finally over. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm planning out, you know, actually I I have to say a friend of mine sent a a poster of a picture rather from one of the counties out in California that said you can't have a gathering of more than 10 people, but you can have a protest of up to a hundred. Yeah. And I was like, okay, 
we're having a protest this weekend in my backyard. All right. <laughs> Just br- and, and we're and we're going to burn stuff on the grill. I suggest steaks and pork chops. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And they said, well, what time is it going to be? It's a protest. It's spontaneous. You just show up. Okay. (laughs) Just show up. up. All right. So Brian, I got a question for you. Um, Sure. I I run, I run office 365 at home. My broussard-sa.net. Of course you you do. Of course I do. And, and gerlandry.com. I got a couple of domains, right? And, um, you know, I, I've noticed that Microsoft is putting more stuff out there into the AD world and making it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm quite ready yet to impose an active directory on my family. Um, I think my wife would probably <laughs> revolt if yeah. I made her log in with a, into AD. But, you know, you and I were talking and you started to mention some stuff about how increasingly the need for active directory and and specifically we're talking about on-premise active directory is starting to become less important for organizations of of pretty much any size and so i I, what i wanted to ask you was you know what do you think today if somebody came to you and said hey i got i got a company about 50 employees do i need to have an ad controller running in the closet of my office yeah. So in, in, you know, I always, we always as consultants hate to answer something with it depends, right? I mean, we, we always, it's, it's consulting, uh, you know, 101. consulting 101, it depends, right? I think the biggest thing just to understand about Active Directory and, 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 and what I like to call Active Directory, right, as, as you're referring to it as self-managed Active Directory, right? meaning that it's, okay. it's an Active Directory environment that you are architecting that you are maintaining and you know that you're patching and all those sort of things right so, so self-managed windows server directory. right it's it's a windows, dedicated windows yeah. server whether and it's running that, in the yeah. closet or whether it's running out in azure in iaz right it's exactly right you've yeah, got to w- patch it you've got to maintain it yeah and and a, and a great way to say it another great way to say it is windows server active directory if okay. you say that, then it doesn't matter if it lives on-prem, if it lives in the cloud or whatever. I mean, that's a very distinct way to refer to Active Directory. So Windows sure. Server Active sure. Directory. Makes sense. So, um, so, I mean, what it really boils down to is management of devices first. Okay. okay? So it's about management of devices uh, more than anything. Um, it's about application integration. Right. So okay. if you have a legacy application that is not a SaaS based application or it doesn't support a modern authentication mechanism, right. right? It's using a network based type of authentication like an LDAP or a Kerberos or something like that, you know, then you you would need to have an on premises or a Windows Server Active Directory environment. Okay. Um, and then the other thing to think about too, and you actually brought this point up, uh, the the, the tool sets used to manage and create users and all of that in these in these interfaces are very familiar to people. They're right. very familiar I mean, to people, right? So yeah, I, we we I mean, always have we have multiple OUs. You have a term yep. OU, right? Where you where you move yeah. employees to when they're no longer active. That's right. And we don't have that up in 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 Azure AD right now. Yeah, and and you could build it, right? You could do that. But what if you've already got that built in your environment and you spent all of that time? Yep. You know, working on that onboarding and offboarding script or whatever. So mm-hmm. just to, just to ask you a question, you know, a little quiz for you. 
Um, I threw, <laughs> I'm going to throw you off on this one. Uh-oh. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I will or not. When was Active Directory released? That's a darn good question. Didn't it come out with NT 4.0? So Actually, mid-90s? No, no, it wasn't NT 4.0. It wasn't NT 4.0. So when was it? It was 1999, Windows Server 2000. Ah, okay. No, that Windows makes Server. sense. That makes sense. I remember so, when Windows Server came, Windows 2000 came out. I liked yep. I liked that one because I was a, that was a, you used to always had to reboot your Windows machine every day. And Windows 2000 yep. was the first time that I could ever just close my yep. laptop lid and reboot it say once a week yep. instead of yep. once a day. <laughs> NT40 workstation. I, I remember it very, very well. And it was oh, always re- always rebooting that. Yep. Um, yep. Those 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 were definitely the days. But so the point of that, right, is that that active active directory's been around for a long time. It's been yep. around for a long time. It's it's been it's well vetted. It's, it's been it's actually it's eligible doc- to order alcohol because it's 21 years old. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm going to active directory. I'm going to use that. I'm <laughs> going to use that. Trust me. I'm going to use that probably on a call tomorrow. There you go. Uh, there you but go. It's, it's well vetted. It's well documented. Right. So people know it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So people know it. Um, so I think it, I think it really boils down to, to those things. Right. I mean, it, it depends on those things. There's some other more technical things uh, that you can think about, like policy application, but we really, that kind of falls under that device management umbrella. Okay. You might, you uh, might have some legacy tools, right. That are actually expecting yep. a, um, what do they, what did they call the old style active directory? Um, um, but you know, th- th- it's expecting an active directory service to respond on a certain port as opposed to making a claims call, right. Uh, to authenticate, and somebody might have written an old, written an old .NET 2.0 application or something like that, yep. and they're making that call to Active Directory to get a list of roles exactly. a person's part of. So I, yep. I can see some reasons around that. But we 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 want to get rid of these servers eventually, right? Yep. And that's yeah. that's really our goal. I, eventually, the the cloud management technology is going to get good enough to where we can move that direction, right? But what that requires, right? It's not turnkey. A lot of people think that that's a turnkey type of uh, of scenario. It's not. You know, I mean, okay. we we have to think about all the applications in your environment. You know, whenever we do migrations and and and, and whatnot, we have to think about applications and the impact to applications. It's no different when we're moving to the cloud. We have to think about the impact to applications, how you're managing stuff in in your Windows Server Active Directory environment. What group policies you have, you might have a line of, uh, you know, you might be in retail and you might be using group policy to lock down those retail systems to where they're more like a kiosk type of machine. Right. Um, Okay. And those are some of the things that that we would need additional software to do um, for a cloud managed type of device. You can't you can't do that yet with an Intune. Right. I mean, you can't get Uh, that granular yet. So but Azure AD, you can. So Azure, the, the, man, the device management option that you have in Azure AD is Intune, Microsoft Intune. Okay, okay. So I see, you I see want to be now. able to control like somebody going in and changing settings in the control panel and doing those sort of things, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be doing that with an Intune policy. Okay, okay? and you can do a so, lot with Intune. It's pretty powerful. You can. Yeah, you but can. It, and yeah. It's, a, it's a mentality change, right? It's a really right. a mentality change. Um, and the, you know, the, 
the system center folks and all of that, you know, that that are used to building these images and they're putting all these time into these images and whatnot, you know, um, are having to change their mentality now because you have things like Intune Autopilot and device management and these oh, yeah. things that are available and now, autopilot, right? Autopilot rocks. I yeah, love it's, Autopilot. It's a, it's, it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting spin. Um, and, and the, again, the folks that are used to managing and creating those images a certain way, it's a different mm -hmm. thought process. They've got to okay. get accustomed to that. And it's the same thing with this, this cloud managed scenario, right? I mean, it's, you have to get used to the, it's a change in mentality. You have to get used to the concept of it. Sure. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yep. Okay. So, so in the end, what we're really, what the question is not, you know, do you really need AD? You do need AD. The question is, is do you need on-premise AD? Right. And, right. and what you Microsoft need domain is, controllers on-premise. You need domain right. controllers. You need yep. Windows Server Active That's Directory. Right. Yep. Because, and, and the reason that you did, that you might need that is if you have a legacy application that's still using the old NT authentication model, yep. or you have uh, domain policies that you need to put on on boxes that you can't do through Intune, right? Yep. Yep, or sure. you have a large organization with complex um, OUs and things like that that would be that is that is yep. difficult to manage at least right now out in the cloud. Is that a yeah, good summation? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a very good point too. That's another another thing to think about. You know, the structure that you can build with organizational units in Windows Server Active Directory. Azure mm -hmm. Active Directory is a flat architecture. It yep. doesn't have the, the ability to build that OU type of structure. Um, you can do some delegation and everything. There's role-based uh, type of uh, delegation and whatnot in Azure AD, but um, it's not like the delegation model that we had in the past. So again, it's a mentality okay. change, right? It's a change in mentality, but very good point. Very good point. But, but you do expect when it's all said and done that you're, that, that well, that in the future, we're going to get more and more ability to maintain devices and do the same things we're currently doing on premise with Windows Server Active Directory in Azure AD. Is that is is it that's is that a fair assessment as well? Yeah, it's a fair assessment. You know, I mean, when I say it's just going to be different, as you said, right? It's going to yeah. be different, right? So, I mean, the Windows Server Active Directory. The reason that I say Windows Server Active Directory, that's still that self-managed Active Directory. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. But that can be on-premise in your data center, right? Or in your closet or wherever right. it is. Um, <laughs> or it can be Azure Infrastructure as a Service, right? So I can yep. actually have domain controllers in Azure Infrastructure as a Service that I self-manage, okay? So that's mm -hmm. why I like to say Windows Server Active Directory. Uh, that's a good okay. way to actually refer to yeah. it as. Yeah, I like that. And that's a domain controller, right? That's where you have domain a domain controller. controller role that you're using in your environment. Yep. Well, oh, Alexa, you somehow or other you woke up Alexa in that regard. Oh, I did. I am <laughs> yeah. good at that. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens. Um, <laughs> so, or maybe I woke up. I don't know. So, all right. So that, that, that's great. Um, so the, the upshot of all of this is that you, we're always going to have active directory because we've got to be able to authenticate and authorize people. That's the right. The question is going to be in the future, is that active directory going to be in the cloud a hundred percent or almost a hundred percent. And we're going to have to change our way of thinking about how we did, how, how we used to do things on yep. premise 
and move them out to the cloud. I mean, oh my gosh, the cloud is changing how we do IT? Who, who would have thunk that, yeah. right? Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? All righty. Well, th hey, thank uh, Brian. That, that's a great topic. I'm glad you brought it up, and I'm, I'm glad we had a chance to discuss it. Uh, and, of course, that means that it is time for one last thing. <laughs> one last so, thing. Brian, yeah, one last thing, you know. So, Brian, tell me, what, what is the one last thing that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, so I uh, decided to start taking coding classes. Um, okay. And I haven't got to the point where Coming I'm Coming to the dark side. Coming to the dark side. Uh, well, and, and if you think about it, you know, it kind of, it, this is a perfect kind of segue from what we've just been talking about, right? I mean, right. Uh, if you if you move to cloud only in Azure AD, uh, then your applications and everything are going to need to support a modern authentication mechanism, right? They're yep. going to need to support that. And it's amazing to me what I've seen happen over the last five years is the number of applications that we have out there and what they actually do and how quickly people can develop these applications. I mean, think about bots and teams, you know, and think about some of the stuff that we mm -hmm. can do with mm -hmm. the graph API, you know, I mean, there's, yeah. there's all these things that we can do because people are writing these libraries that make it easier for us, right? In the past, right, I, I, I remember writing the the SQL, the ANSI SQL query or whatever that would go in and query the SQL database and all of that. I mean, we we have libraries for that sort of stuff now, right? Yeah. Um, and and it's amazing to me. Just take for example, like a Spotify. Spotify has an API that you can basically plug directly into, and they've got a, an explorer just like um, you know Microsoft mm. has with their Graph Explorer. And wow. you can literally do like, you know, coding against that to find out, hey, you know, what are the top 10 songs by a particular artist? That's so, right, crazy. I can write a, a Python application that will return that back to me within, you know, within five seconds. I mean, wow. the information is at our fingertips now. And, and it's in and, and I've begun to realize that I've begun to realize, you know, that I really need to you know, to expand my horizons a little bit, you know, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't just talk about Active Directory all day long, right? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the the coding side of it is something that I've always kind of wanted to, I've always been, been really good with PowerShell. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I did some PHP back in the day. Um, you know, Python's kind of the new PHP, you know, I know you're giggling <laughs> at me, but that's all right. I'll forgive that's you this okay. time. I um, I personally don't write code if I can at all help it. I I I've I've gotten out to. of that. I used to write a lot of code, and now yeah. I don't. And it's funny now that you're getting into writing code. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. funny how our career paths take us and stuff like that. Well, that yeah. that's really cool. I'm 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 very I'm very happy for you, and I'm glad that you're yeah, you're grow, yeah. growing your yourself a little bit. Uh, yeah. so I'll I'll tell you the one last thing I I, I want to bring up is uh. uh there, there's a, a, a couple of YouTube channels I really like to watch. One of them is called Smarter Every Day, and the other one is uh, the Slow Mo Guys. And the Slow Mo Guys are these uh, these two guys, um, Gavin Dave, who who use these cameras that can take really yeah. high speed photography. Uh, the stuff they use primarily does about. Um, Oh, uh, 12,500 frames a second. They, they've got some other equipment that can actually get a bit faster than that. And, and I, 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 you could go out and watch, they had like this one where they had a water balloon in their backyard. Now water balloon was like, when I say yeah. six feet in diameter. Right. And it took them like 
I think uh, I've seen hours to fill it up. Yeah. And then they jumped on it trying to get it to pop and they wanted to see what would happen in slow motion. And it's really cool to use. Here's this balloon. And then it finally breaks. And it's like the red covering yeah. just goes whoosh, and disappears. And the, the water is still there. And then you watch the water start to finally go. And you're like, that's just cool. Uh, well, these guys, uh, so out west of San Antonio in, near a town called Uvalde, there is a ranch out there where you can go out and you can drive an M4EH Sherman tank from World War II. Uh, it, it, it's like 1100 bucks. Okay. It's yeah. not cheap. Um, and if you're willing to pay them another, like 750 around, you can actually fire the fire main the cannon in yeah. it. Yeah. So I, that's like one of my, one of and my not dreams. not be able to hear it for like two days. <laughs> exactly. And, and they have, they have other stuff you can go out there and do and stuff like that, but it's the yeah. only fully working M4E8 Sherman in the world, which is really awesome. Yeah, well, cool. these guys, these guys, uh, Gavin, Dave went out there to this ranch and they took their high speed cameras. And then what they did was they, they set up the cameras and they fired off the main tank cannon a couple of times. And they then set up the ability to actually watch this thing. And you can actually watch the, 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 uh, the, the main cannon fire and their cameras are so good that you can actually watch and track the range as it, right. uh, the, the, the shell as it goes down, uh, down range, the, the penetrator. And, uh, they they even got this really cool device that uses a mirror that rotates so that if they want to pan while it's going, because this thing is going 2000 feet per second. Oh okay? yeah, yeah. And so you can't physically pan that fast. And so right. this, they, they put the, the high speed camera here and then it had a mirror and the mirror could turn like 3000 degrees a second. Okay. Yeah, so like cool. in a second, it could spin 10 times around. So crazy. Yeah. But and then they have some other tools and they, 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 it's all run by computer. The computer moves the thing and they fired the cannon. And it's amazing because you watch the shell come out of the, the barrel. And this is a 76 millimeter. So about three inches comes out of the front and you can watch this thing. And of course it's spinning, right? Cause it's a rifle yeah. barrel, but it's also yawing up and down as it comes oh out. Oh my gosh. And, and, and you wouldn't have, I would never have thought that was going to happen. And yeah. then you can even when they, when they zoom in on it, you can even see the bow wave as it's traveling uh, you can see the bow wave of the shock wave as it's going through the air, which was cool. And then they all got it done. And, and they, 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 this place also has a, um, a D20 Soviet uh, cannon, yeah. uh, which is an anti-tank cannon that was mounted on a couple of tanks that the Soviets used. It's 152 millimeters. Oh, my gosh. Man. So is- we're talking – 12 inches in diameter that's crazy right? this is this is like a, uh this is like what you would see on a small battleship right okay right. um they they put that out there and they fired this thing and they decided for fun they were going to fire it at a bunch of watermelons okay <laughs> <laughs> because they wanted you know, they had done this in the past where they fired a bullet at watermelons and and stuff yeah. so they fire this thing at the watermelons and uh, the funny part is, is they missed the first time, right? Yeah. They, so then they, so then they fired it again. So there, there goes seven thousand dollars or whatever it was, right? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, because this thing's not in it. Yeah, this thing's got to be really. So they fire the second time, and and they had to change the ISO and reduce the the, the frame rate because the, the sun had gone down. But this shell hits the watermelons and just vaporizes them. They're just missed. oh my gosh. Okay. But but here's the thing that really blew everybody's mind. The water, the first watermelon it hit actually. Now this is a twelve-inch around projectile. Okay, it deflected it. 
<laughs> it actually def- no, actually I guess it's a six inch round projectile. I'm 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 mixing I'm mixing up my I'm, I was thinking back to the days when I used to have a ruler and it had, that's thirty centimeters, so it's a six inch round projectile, which is still yeah. that's still a big I know big, that's a honking gun. That would that would leave a you hole can, in you. You can watch the, the 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 shell go through, and when it hits the watermelon, it gets spun up like this and deflected away from the other watermelons. It's absolutely wacky when when we post this i'll make sure i go ahead and post a link to this video yeah you need to it is one of these must watch videos uh that is so amazing i I love slow-mo photography the and and these guys are great and the smarter everyday guys are great as well so yeah good stuff man all right well brian hey we need to we need to go out there for sure Oh man, yeah. Like when we get some sponsors and this podcast really takes <laughs> off, <laughs> there you go. we will like do a podcast from inside the Sherman tank, right? right? That would be perfectly awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find right, something right. Re- really cool to talk about. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know how we can get to the cloud from inside of a Sherman tank, but we'll figure it out. That's what oh, we'll yeah, do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> all righty man well it's been a pleasure uh, you know uh as uh, always fact we got this i'll get what you know uh, as i tell everybody you know we are on spotify we are on itunes we are on google play obviously our, our our main thing is on soundcloud go out to facebook and find us uh fb.me slash cloud whisperers we've got a youtube channel or i've been yeah, posting YouTube. videos now as YouTube. well so you know pretty much uh if you can get out there Go out and find us, and we would love to hear from you. And so uh, I'll I'll bid you adieu, Brian, until next time. huh? Sounds great, David. Thank you a lot. I appreciate it, as always. Stay stay safe out there, man. You too, bud. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.